Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Monday, October 5th. Brand new exclusive CNN poll numbers showing bad news for the president and his handling of his coronavirus diagnosis. We'll discuss that. Plus, the campaign moves forward, including the big VP debate this week. And finally, the battle for control of the United States Senate heats up with major headlines in North Carolina. President Trump announced on Twitter he would, quote, be leaving the Great Walter Reed Medical Center today at 6.30 p.m. He also urged people, quote, don't be afraid of COVID. Don't let it dominate your life. Perhaps the most irresponsible statement he's ever made about this pandemic. This, as our new poll shows, very bad news for the president in terms of how he's handled his diagnosis with coronavirus and the aftermath. The country overall does not believe he has handled the risk of his infecting others around him responsibly. The country overall doesn't really believe everything coming out of the White House in terms of information about his health. And the country doesn't believe that he's going to change his ways in his approach to coronavirus. Digging into the numbers here, 63% of those in this national poll tell us that Trump's handling of the risk of infection to people around him was irresponsible. Only 33% said that he handled that risk responsibly. This, as we're learning, more people like White House Press Secretary Kelly McEnany testing positive in the West Wing, her deputies. So it's sort of easy to understand why nearly two-thirds of Americans think that his handling of the risk of infection to others around him was done irresponsibly. It's also interesting when you look at this broken down by party. Obviously, 97% of Democrats think that he handled it irresponsibly, 66% of independents, but 19% of Republicans feel that way. You usually don't get that many Republicans with a negative response to something related to Donald Trump. So that is interesting to watch. Also, we asked about whether or not people trust most of what they're hearing about Trump's health from the White House. 69% of poll respondents say no. Only 30% say yes, they trust most or all of everything they're hearing from the White House. That right there is indeed the credibility crisis that we have been talking about. By the way, that also has an interesting finding. Only 25% of independents believe and trust most or all of what's coming out of the White House about the president's health. That is a low score for a critical voting block. And then we asked, is Donald Trump likely to change his handling of the pandemic due to his diagnosis? 63% say not likely, 35% say likely. And folks, in an era in American politics when the partisans agree on almost nothing across party lines, there's majority agreement on this from Democrats, independents, and Republicans. 70% of Democrats unlikely to change his handling of the pandemic. 59% of independents say that, and 62% of Republicans say that. So there is just a complete agreement across the board that he is not going to change his ways. And that is the problem for Donald Trump. And at the moment, he is sidelined due to his recovery from this coronavirus diagnosis. Here's what else matters today. That sidelining of Donald Trump has real implications. He can't hold in-person rallies. He can't hold in-person fundraisers when he is being significantly outraised by Joe Biden and the Democrats. So his ability to fix his political problem, because he is so uniquely positioned as his 
best messenger, that ability to bring thousands of people together, even in the midst of a pandemic, that ability for the incumbent president of the United States to go somewhere and raise money, that's all been put on hold. Now, the campaign is proceeding. The Trump campaign announced this weekend what they're sort of putting their PR wrapping around, calling it Operation MAGA. This is sort of their attempt with Trump on the sidelines to still keep a very active campaign. The campaign is also telegraphing that the president's message on coronavirus is now going to be delivered in more personal terms about defeating it. Now, you just heard the poll numbers. Nobody expects him to actually handle the pandemic, the outbreak of coronavirus, differently. But we are hearing signals from his campaign about some new messaging where his ability to defeat this virus may get incorporated. Give a listen to campaign spokeswoman here on Fox News. Of course, that's going to change the way that he speaks of it, because it'll be a firsthand experience. He has experience now fighting the coronavirus as an individual. Those firsthand experiences, Joe Biden, he doesn't have those. I'm not entirely clear on that last point. If she's saying that Joe Biden is somehow deficient because he didn't contract coronavirus and then can't actually campaign as defeating it, that may be sort of to the logical or illogical conclusion that you can take her point. But it is clear that the campaign is prepared to incorporate this battle with the virus that the president is engaged in into its campaign messaging. For Joe Biden's part, he's all systems go. They've announced they're going to release the results of every COVID test he takes. He tested negative last night, they said. He's going to test every time before he travels. Today, he's down in Florida as voter registration comes to an end in the Sunshine State. He's there wooing the Hispanic vote, doing a town hall in primetime on NBC, and all of this in the context of what was clearly a bad debate for the president and a really bad week for the president politically. The new NBC Wall Street Journal poll showing a 14-point lead nationally for Joe Biden. Obviously, it's a state-by-state battle to 270. This is the moment, folks, for the Trump campaign to turn this campaign around if they are going to do so. And they are now needing to do so from an even deeper hole than they were in just a few weeks ago. And finally today, the battle for control of the United States Senate is going to come down to a few key Senate races. We know Maine, Colorado, Arizona, Iowa, North Carolina, probably the most high profile of them that will determine which party controls the United States Senate. That last one, North Carolina, it may all hinge on that race. And my God, that race got just bombshell headline after bombshell headline in the last couple days. I mean, within a few hours on Friday night, we learned that Tom Tillis, the Republican incumbent who was present at that Rose Garden event where Amy Coney Barrett was announced as the president's nominee to the Supreme Court, he tested positive for coronavirus. And then within hours, we learned that Cal Cunningham, the Democratic challenger who has been significantly outraising Tom Tillis, who's been polling a head of Tom Tillis in a lot of recent polls there in the Tar Heel state, looked poised to flip that seat from Republican to Democrat. He admits to having inappropriate sexual romantic texts with a woman that's not his wife, political strategist out in California. This after Cunningham has sort of put his character, his service to country sort of front and center in this campaign. He says he's not going anywhere and he's going to stick through this campaign, that he's caused his family some pain that he needs to work through, but he intends to see this campaign all the way through. So how the Those two factors, one now has coronavirus, one battling a sexting scandal, how that impacts that critical race that could literally determine control of the United States Senate will be something to watch in the days ahead. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow.